Everything sports. We are here today with our guest, Brighton Otting. Is that how you say your last name? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. How, how would you say it? Otting. Otting. Oting. Oting. Brighton. Yeah. Brighton. Oting. Yeah. And now is it Brighton or Brighton? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. My parents say it differently, so I just like whatever they say. I'm like, okay. Whatever you say, yeah, like that's my name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like lots of people say my name either. Mika or Micah, but I say it's Micah. But do you let people call you Mika? I, I do. I'm, <laughs> if people call me Mika, I'm never like, that's wrong, no. Mm. I'm just like, okay, I'm Mika now. Nice nice to meet you. Or as people at work like to call me intern. Ha ha ha. Joke. Well, anyway, back into our uh, our sports topic for today is basketball. And so I, we are going to be telling you all about how the point system kind of evolved within basketball today, so that's what we're talking about. So, Brighton, do you have any sports background? You ever play any any sports now now and then? When I was little, I was in gymnastics and soccer, and then I quit those. <laughs> that's who I am. And then, <laughs> and then in high school, I played tennis, and I know a lot about tennis. I tried out for basketball. But you know that three, like the three, like people running across the court, and it's like pass it and then run through and then pass it. I don't know what it is. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, it was really confusing, and I kept passing to the wrong person at tryouts, and I got yelled at. And then I didn't make the team. Surprisingly, no, there we had three. We had A, B, and C. (laughs) (laughs) I still didn't make it. Uh, it's okay. This is this is the D team that disqualified yeah. you right here. <laughs> this is us. Uh, so you can you can win back the the basketball yeah. knowledge right here. Um, that's good. So you, so you played tennis. Wait, were you good at tennis? No, honestly, I think so. Yeah. You think so? I oh, think okay. Good. Okay, yeah. that's good. All right. Well, we'll make sure to not have you on for tennis since since you're actually good at tennis. We'll have you be the the expert. Yes. Do you have any favorite tennis players? Or anything? Serena Williams. Like, Serena like, Williams. Done. Yes. Like right there. She is amazing. Did you watch Wimbledon last week? For those of you who don't know what Wimbledon is, that is a really fancy tennis tournament, and it's British. Just know. <laughs> I didn't watch the final, and she ended up losing. So. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Sad, sad for Serena, but you know. Second place. Like, Second place. Just had a kid. Like what? <laughs> That's <laughs> like, true. Yeah, she, she was playing pregnant last last year, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it's like to be pregnant, to be honest. But I can only imagine that it would make playing tennis a little bit more difficult than if you were not pregnant. She almost died, too. Like, she had, like, what? really bad complications and, like, almost died. And they were, like... Like when she was giving birth? Yeah, like when it was leading up to that. And she didn't think she was going to be able to do, like, anything or even live. And oh here God. she is. Serena, <laughs> like, what a queen! She's going to win oh the U.S. God. Open. That's what it's going to be. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Serena out there getting it done, you know. This is her warm-up. Mm. Second place, next time, <laughs> yeah. that, that Grand Slam title. All right, so now that we know a little bit more about Brighton's background with tennis and 
Wait, tell me about gymnastics, though, because not a lot of people play gymnastics. It was Lots just play tough. gymnastics, do gymnastics. It wasn't, like, full gymnastics. It was, I honestly think it was because of Bring It On. Like, oh, was I talking? Bring I, It On. Yeah. That's your favorite movie, right? No, but like, I <laughs> really it's like it. Like, one. yeah, a, a lot. One. Yeah, I wanted to do it, and I just wanted to know how to flip, and then I did that, and then I couldn't get like the full where you stand and twist. Like, you just stand and do oh, a you, full black flip and twist, uh, and I couldn't do that. Which ones could you do? I could do like a standing like back flip and back tuck and like back what? handsprings and stuff, but that was. How old it, were you? When did you stop? I was like when I was like in third grade, just third grade, and third I only grade? did third grade. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Wow, you're a third grader doing back tucks. I, <laughs> I could trip down the stairs. That's what I could do in third grade. Um, mm. Nice. Could you still do a back tuck? No, not at all. Now I'm like <laughs> scared too. But I like went back to that place, and yeah, there's like little four year olds doing like back handsprings. I'm like, who are these kids? Oh my god. <laughs> the gymnastic prodigies, I mm. guess. The, the future of sports. <laughs> all right. So now that we've known everything there is to know about Brighton, let's get to the three sports headlines you should know for the week. All right, first headline, this is coming off of last week's episode, Les Bleus win the World Cup. France won the World Cup this past Sunday. Uh, they beat Croatia 4-2 to two to win their second ever World Cup title. This is their first one since 1998, so congratulations to France. Um, sadly, the first goal for France actually was an own goal by uh, Mario Manduzic, uh, one of Croatia's star players. So an own goal is when one team makes a goal in their own net. So what happened was they had a corner kick and the ball went into the air and it bounced off his head into his team's own goal. And from then, Croatia never came back and France went on to win the World Cup. Tragic for Croatia, but happiness for France. So that's what happened with the World Cup. Second big headline for the week is the ESPY Awards were held. I know it kind of seems like I'm reusing last week's top headlines, but one big story that happened at the ESPY Awards was the Arthur Ashe Award for Courage went out to the survivors of the abuse from USA Gymnastics and Michigan State University doctor uh, Larry Nassar. So there were actually 141 survivors of his abuse that actually were there and accepted his the award on behalf of all the survivors. And it's actually pretty crazy what happened. For 30 years, he was um, abusing gymnasts under the guise of giving them treatment. Um, fortunately, now he has been sentenced to prison for life, basically, so he won't be getting out anytime soon. And uh, just a great act of bravery for all those survivors to come forward. Uh, and now into a little bit less sad news, an, an important NBA trade has just happened. So kind of segueing into our basketball topic for this episode. Uh, two really big players, Kawhi Leonard, DeMar DeRozan, uh, basically have been traded between the San Antonio Spurs and the Toronto Raptors. So DeRozan played his entire NBA career in Toronto since 2009, and Kawhi has spent his entire time in San Antonio since 2011. So these two players, to give you a little bit of kind of background, DeRozan was a four-time All-Star and he played for the Olympic team in 2016 for basketball. And then Kawhi Leonard was a NBA champion in 2014 and a two-time Defensive Player of the Year, along with being a two-time NBA All-Star. So both of these guys are pretty big 
Uh, Kawhi, who played for San Antonio, was plagued with injuries this past season, and reportedly he has no desire to play for Toronto, but that's where he has ended up, and DeRozan is currently angry with the Toronto Raptors organization for reportedly lying to him about trading him, so I guess he was under the impression that he wasn't going to be traded, and then he was, and he posted on his Instagram story just the, the little emoji of the guy facepalming. So that's what's happening in the NBA. It's the offseason currently for them. That means that they are currently not playing any games right now. So lots of players are being traded between different teams and organizations. So those are the three sports headlines to know this week. All right, now that we have our headlines, it's time to hear a word from a nerd. So here to give his impression about basketball and why it's such a great sport is Luke Hooten, who is the host of the KVRX radio show, Riding the Pine. You can hear it on 91.7 KVRX in Austin. And so, Luke, why is, why is basketball the greatest sport to ever exist? I think what originally made me fall in love with the game of basketball was just that it's so fast and fluid all the time. There's not a lot of downtime, and I really enjoyed just having the ability to just kind of constantly watch the game and never be bored. You know, in uh, other games like football or baseball, there's a lot of downtime. I mean, football literally has downs in it, first down, second down, third down, fourth down. Uh, baseball, you know, they're throwing a pitch maybe once every 45 seconds at the fastest, I don't even know. And so there's a lot of just in-between time that nothing is happening, whereas in basketball, that's not actually a thing. You know, you're transferring from offense to defense constantly. The ball is moving around super fast-paced. Uh, the score is high. They're running up and down the court the entire time. It's just a lot of fun, uh, as well as having a lot of strategy behind it. And so I think that's why I really fell in love with basketball is just that constant going back and forth between offense and defense and having to just really set up and make sure you're, you're always paying attention. Uh, I think the very best example this ever is actually one of my favorite moments ever in NBA history. Uh, it was Game 7 of the 2016 NBA Finals between the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers. And uh, it was kind of the winner takes all, and it was just really an incredible season overall. Uh, you know, LeBron James plays for Cleveland, and he's just kind of the the ultimate beast of basketball player, arguably the best one ever. In my eyes, he is the best player ever. And he was joined up against this Golden State Warriors team that was just historically winning. Uh, they'd broken the record for most regular season game wins ever in a season. They won 73 games. They were just destroying people left and right. And uh, they'd, been, the, they'd been up on the Cavaliers 3-1 in the NBA Finals, so they shouldn't even win one more game. No team had ever come back in history uh, behind 3-1, and the, the Cavaliers had forced this game seven, so it was a huge deal. And there's like a minute left on the clock in the, in the game, like winner takes all, and the score is tied. And uh, the, the Cavaliers uh, shoot this shot, and they, did, they, they, get, uh, they miss it. And the Golden State Warriors get this really long rebound, and they start running out on a fast break. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, this is going to be it. And they go up, and Steph Curry passes it to his teammate, Andre Dollar for this fast break layup. And out of nowhere, LeBron James, just, just freak of an athlete, comes out of nowhere and just slams it off the backboard. Uh, really just one of the most miracle plays ever in NBA history and just this freak show of athleticism. And so that's just kind of showing the speed and the strength that these players have. And I really enjoy just kind of seeing that back and forth between the, the, the two sides. Um, as well as having that, you know, that really fast pace, there's also a lot of just really fun moments in the games when there is some downtime. Uh, one of my favorite players ever, his name is J.R. Smith. He's been in the lead for years now. And man, J.R. Smith is quite a character. Um, he's like notorious for just kind of being wild and just kind of off his rocker all the time. Uh, one of my favorite moments ever, I think, was uh, one time he was playing for the New York Knicks, 
and he was playing and uh, the other team was shooting free throws and he actually he was staying there waiting the bots out and he uh, reached down like after he was stretching and touched his toes and he reached down and just untied the player's shoes next to him the opposing team and the players were like are you kidding me and so there's little moments like that in the game that I really just like uh, the players are fun you know they have a lot of personality and since you know it is just five on five there's a lot of ways you can actually see that personality come out uh, there's good celebrations, the game's fast, uh, and there's some just really great moments throughout the game. And our players are a lot of fun. They have a good personality. And so I think that's why I really uh, drew the basketball and why I think that it is the best sport in the entire world. All right, now time for the main part of the podcast, learning about basketball. Woo! Excitement. <laughs> Excitement. Okay. So today I will tell you all about how point system, the point system basically in basketball came to be. So, for those of you who don't know, this is how it is now. In basketball, a free throw is worth one point. So a free throw is when someone fouls you. Okay, so Brighton, if you're doing your drill, yeah. you're dribbling the ball and someone like slaps your arm mm. and you get a foul. Um, actually, it depends on the league, whether you get a, foul, a free throw or not. Uh, but if you go to the free throw line, shoot a free throw, you make it. How many points do you get, Brighton? One. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> one point. A free throw is worth one point. Now, if you're looking at a basketball court, there is this line, this kind of arc. It's called the three-point arc. And it surrounds the goal, the basket, if you will. And so if you shoot from outside the three-point arc, how many points do you get? <laughs> Three. Three. Yeah. Great job, Brighton. We're, we're doing so well. Now, if you shoot uh, any time during play within this three-point arc, then you get... Two. Two. Isn't it so simple? <laughs> Basketball, one, two, three, making it easy for us. But yeah, so that's basically how the, the scoring system works in basketball right now. But to know how this kind of evolved and came to be, we have to go, we have to go back in time. We're going back in time now, Brighton. Okay, so basketball. It was first played, get this, in 1891. Wow. In the U.S.? In the U.S., yes. It's actually, yeah, it was created in America. Suck it, every other (laughs) country. We own basketball. But actually, basketball was created by James Naismith, who was a native Canadian. So Canada, U.S., kind of claiming that basketball creation right there. So the first time it was ever played was actually at a YMCA. (laughs) In Springfield, Massachusetts, you know how much we love those YMCA's, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I, I used to go to the one. I had I went to like the after school YMCA program, mm-hmm. in um, in elementary school, and like I used to always play flag football with all the boys so much so that one of the YMCA counselors thought I was a boy, <laughs> and then they were like shocked when they found out I was a girl. <laughs> so uh, that that's my experience with the YMCA. <laughs> When I went to the YMCA, they just had, like, a uh, GameCube, and they would put us in there and just be like, okay, play. <laughs> like, it was, like, no, like, physical <laughs> activity. Yeah. Was it, yeah, it wasn't even, like, a Wii or anything. It was a GameCube, yeah. <laughs> so no, no action there. Uh, so, yeah, James Naismith in 1891, he invented this game, basketball. So, basically, how the first basketball game was played is literally they had two peach baskets, that they attached to the top of an elevated track. So, you know, have you ever been to a, a YMCA? Mm. And the, there's a track that's, like, on the second level yeah. where people can run, and then the court's on the bottom. So, basically, they attached this peach basket to the, to- to the track at the top. 
And then they had this soccer ball, which was made out of leather. And so the way they played is kind of similar to the way it's played now, but back then, how the point system worked was whoever could get the ball into the basket, like shoot the ball into mm. the basket, the peach basket, um, that was one point. Mm. So every shot was worth one point. Yeah. And actually the way it used to work was that these peach baskets, they didn't take out the bottom. <laughs> so literally anytime someone made a, like you would shoot it and it would land in the basket and then it would just stay there. And so every time they would have to get a janitor to come out and take the ball out of the basket. <laughs> and so that's basically how old school basketball was and then eventually they they removed the bottom of the basket because it's like wow it's so much faster if the ball just goes through right that's like disrespectful to the janitor <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, you imagine you know yeah. you're like cleaning up someone's like sweat yeah at the, the weight section they're like yay balls <laughs> in the basket again it's like oh, come on yeah so that's that's how the first basketball games happened um fun fact james naismith <laughs> Uh, he wanted to name it Naismith Ball, but his friend was like, no one's going to play that. So then it was changed to basketball. Because, like I said, they were made out of peach baskets. So, you know, we they got, they went from Naismith Ball to something even more creative, ba- basketball. Ooh, peach the, Ball would sound so good, though. Like peach Ball. Like, yeah. That, that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> like, we're going to go play some Peach Ball. It You're sounds like, hip. Mm-hmm. With the people, peach ball. <laughs> um, although one thing about the early games is there's there actually wasn't dribbling like that wasn't a thing. It didn't come around until uh, the twentieth century. So they kind of just passed it around between themselves. For those of you who don't know, in basketball, the main way that you travel around the court is by dribbling it, so bouncing this ball up and down. And so that didn't come around until later. And then eventually the baskets turned into hoops and now basketball as we know it came about. And so the hoop also has a backboard. So, you know, if you look at a basketball hoop, that basket, whatever you call it, there's a rim, there's a net, and there's a backboard. So the backboard to a basketball hoop was actually added because uh, when the first like exhibition basketball games were being held, people were sitting like in the mezzanine area mm. And so they kept getting hit with the ball <laughs> because people would shoot it over the, mm-hmm. the basket and they would get hit. So they're like, okay, let's put up this backboard behind this rim. And so that's why we have the backboard now. Isn't there like a thing like that people don't like you using the backboard? Like it's not as cool mm-hmm. or like players that use it consistently. Why do they care? That's, that's a good question. I, I definitely felt that sentiment. There's something about a nothing but net shot yeah. where you just... That's basically where you shoot the ball and it just like floats into the room. You hear that swish sound. Um, but some players, I think, I feel like it's actually almost a sense of like pride yeah. if you can like effectively use the backboard, mm-hmm. where that means you can shoot the ball, it can bounce off the backboard and go into the hoop like every time. I know some players like Tim Duncan, uh, superstar NBA player, played for the San Antonio Spurs. Go Spurs, go. Uh, <laughs> He, he was known for being really good at using the backboard. I know something they told us a lot growing up, because I played basketball a lot, was there's this white square around mm. on the backboard, the small white square on the backboard. And so they would always tell us to aim for the corner yeah. of the that little white square, and it would go in. And like half the time it would go <laughs> in. But I think it's a pretty good uh, method. 
in my opinion, for learning how to use the backboard. I don't know, do you prefer to use the backboard? I use it all the time, and I like, was like we're, trashed we're on. Coaches get mad at you, like. No, yeah, it wasn't the that. coaches. I like wasn't making it anyways, so like <laughs> no one like care. But like, like just when, make it in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whatever it takes. But when I did use the backboard and make it in, people were like, "Wow, the backboard!" And I was like, "What?" Oh, you had to use the backboard. Yeah, I, was like, I made it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that would be frowned upon. The backboard mm. is there for a reason to mm. save the audience. No, just kidding. <laughs> but now it's definitely an integral part of, uh, you know game strategy and trying to get the ball into the hoop because that's mm. the point point of the game <laughs> so basically the point system like i said before one if you made it into the basket that was one point so you had these really low scoring games uh in 1894 the concept of a free throw was added to the game so they they're like let's add in this free throw because before in naismith's original he wrote out a document called the <laughs> rules of basketball so in this document before if one team got three consecutive fouls mm. so if one team got three fouls in a row the other team would just automatically get another point uh, okay. so in 1894 they're like okay we're gonna add in this concept of a free throw and then in 1896 they were like okay let's change the game so that one basket is worth two points mm. so that's how that those main changes came about pretty early after uh, basketball was created and then we get into the more exciting stuff with <laughs> the the tray the three-pointer can you can you make a three-point shot yeah pretty easily or I don't I haven't played basketball or even tried in like years so I have no idea but no. <laughs> yeah I, remember, I, th- I feel like I have this like mental of like I psych myself out where I can't make it mm-hmm. I can easily make shots like two inches in front of a three-point line, <laughs> but move me behind the three-point line, and it's like air balls Done, yeah. all day. Um, so yeah, the three-pointer <laughs> was not always around. This didn't come around until a long, a long time after. So the first time that a three-pointer was actually tried was in 1945 during a college game between Columbia and Forda, Fordham. Fordham? <laughs> what is that, Claire? Fordham, thank you, Claire. We have one audience member here, Claire Norris. Shout out to Claire. Fordham. Uh, but it, was, it wasn't kept as a rule. It was kind of just like a fun thing to try out. Um, but then in 1961, there was all this craziness going around because there were two basketball leagues. So right now, uh, we know the NBA, the mm. National Basketball Association, is the major league basketball um, league here in the U.S., yeah. at least and kind of known as in the world it's the big basketball league but before there was the nba there was the nba and the aba which was the american basketball association so these two were actually around at the same time for a long period of time and so in 1961 uh they the aba was kind of looking for a way to make the game more interesting <laughs> to, to gain yeah. fans away from the nba so they're like okay we're gonna we're gonna implement this three point three point system Ooh. Is so, this yeah. what that movie Semi Pro's about? Semi Pro. <laughs> I've actually not seen that. How how is it? I don't. I just remember. Like, I think it's like an ABA NBA thing or whatever. And uh-huh. Will Ferrell plays for the ABA in there. The ABA, the good old wild. ABA. Yeah. And the wild teams. <laughs> mm. No, yeah. They the ABA uh, they wanted to use the slam dunk, which is where you like dunk the ball into the the basket, the slam dunk, and the three pointer to make 
basketball more entertaining in their league, basically. And they also wanted to use this three-pointer as kind of a way so that smaller players Mm -hmm. could kind of be more noticeable and more attractive instead of just the big guys that are slamming it in. They also got these smaller players that, whoa, they're getting these three-point shots. (laughs) So ABA implemented it in, in 1961, and it wasn't until actually 1977 that the NBA implemented the three-pointer as well. Were they, like, fighting it? Like, did they just, like, not want to do it because it was, like, traditional? Or were, like, they... Yeah, there's definitely, like, people thought that the three-pointer was, like, a gimmick. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, they're like, oh, you're just trying to make this as a way to make it more entertaining. Like, this is just a gimmick. It's not going to last. But people, you know, obviously warmed up to the three-pointer and smaller (laughs) players were finding this as a way to succeed. So the NBA in 1977 were like, okay, well... We'll add the three-pointer. Uh, and then three years later, actually, the NCAA, which is the college league, so they added the three-pointer in 1980. Now, looking at, like, the three-point distances, this has, like, varied over time. So currently, an NBA three-point shot, it's not a perfect arc mm-hmm. around the court. It's kind of, like, straight lines so that it's, like, not touching the... Yeah. The... Um, what are they called? The, the out of bounds. The, <laughs> the sidelines? It's not, that's football. The um, corners? Corners. Uh, <laughs> the lines. Yeah. The lines on the ends of the court. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't touch that. Uh, so the it is currently at 23 feet and 9 inches. Can you make an NBA range three-pointer? I don't know. I would like, it's pretty far, <laughs> at least in comparison to some of the other distances. Okay, I see. Um, currently FIBA, which is... FIBA is the International League. For basketball so they manage like the olympics and any international uh, okay. tournaments um fiba and the wmba which is the women's mm-hmm. professional uh, basketball league their distance for a three-pointer is 22 feet and one and three-fourths inches aka 6.75 meters so that's a little bit closer <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> the, the, these are very specific so so yeah the women's three-pointer is like uh, what's the math on this? Like a foot and eight inches, a little, little less than that. And then for some time though, uh, why? why? <laughs> it's, uh, oh gosh, if, if we're looking into the why, yeah, it's like it's because layered. Basically, people in all over the world can't coordinate. That's the simple <laughs> answer. Is that um, actually in the in the NCAA though? The three-pointer has been adjusted, so I believe now the men and the women have the same distance, which mm-hmm. is actually closer than either of those at 20 feet and 9 inches. Oh, okay. So the men's and the women's are both at 20 feet 9 inches in college. Um, so when... Let's see. With college, though, like, wouldn't they, like, assume, not necessarily assume, that they're going to, like, want to play pro or anything like that? Why don't they just extend it to, like, the pro level? Is it just, like, further separation? <laughs> like, yeah, the I leagues? think that, that once once you get into the pro leagues, it's just the level of talent is so high that at that point you're like, okay, we got to make it harder or else oh, okay, that makes every, sense. every man or woman <laughs> is going to make a three-pointer. Um, I actually have some corrections onto the dates, though, for when the three-pointers were implemented. Uh, Note to self, edit this part. (laughs) 
Uh, but actually, the NBA first introduced the three-pointer in 79 and 80 in that yeah. season, 1979-1980. Uh, it was tested the previous year, and then the next year it was implemented. And then the NCAA didn't officially introduce it overall until 1986-1987, because this is crazy, in my opinion. <laughs> because starting in 1980, certain conferences... Okay, so how college teams work, college play works... Is there's the college organization that organizes all of the teams within like the co- collegiate mm. basketball league basically and then all the teams are in their own conferences so these are basically like small organizations yeah like uh, the sec big 12 yeah, something sec like, yeah. big 12 big east mm. acc uh, these are smaller conferences which have teams in them where they all play each other um every year just so there's like one champion of a conference and then the best teams of the conferences go on to play the other teams of the conferences at the NCAA tournament at the end of mm-hmm. the year. But before we go into that, from 1980 until uh, when the NCAA introduced it overall in 86 and 87, only conferences had implemented them individually. So that means that each conference, like some conferences might not have had a three-pointer and some conferences did, and then conferences didn't all have the same distance for a three-pointer. So, for example, the ACC's three-pointer was like 17 feet what? and 9 <laughs> inches. Yeah. And then the Big Sky Conference, their three-pointer was 22 feet. So, basically, within these different conferences, it didn't really matter because all the same teams in the same conference would play only each other mm. during conference play. But... If you're just looking at overall scoring for the year, yeah. like teams in different conferences would have different scoring, which is so weird. Yeah, like, and did they play each other and like have difficulties when they like crossed conferences? Like they were like, no, that doesn't count. <laughs> They're yeah, like that's I not three points. I feel like they probably didn't. Uh, just they didn't even mess with the three pointer because uh, only the conferences had implemented them like within the yeah. conference play, uh, but. In 1986-87, it was implemented college-wide, and they were like, okay, over all the colleges, it's going to be at 19 feet, 19 feet, 9 inches. So in that year, everyone had a three-point line, and it was 19 feet and 9 inches away from the the hoop. But then, (laughs) in 2008, so pretty recently, I guess 10 years ago now, wow. Uh, it was increased to 20 feet and 9 inches, so a whole foot. Wow. That's like a big deal. This is a completely separate question, but when did March Madness, like, even come around? Like, the concept of yeah, March like... Madness? Uh, well, the... Actually, I have to look this up. But the NCAA tournament has um, been around for a while. Uh, it's, for those of you who don't know, March Madness... Uh, is when the men's NCAA basketball tournament happens. It's usually March, April is when it happens. And so basically, it's technically 64 teams, but there's actually more than 64 teams that play each other because there's play-in games to get into the tournament. So there's like a mini tournament almost (laughs) to get into the tournament. And then once you have the 64 teams in the tournament, then... uh, that's how it began. And then they play over the course of like a few weeks. Uh, 
and then they get to the championship, and then someone's a winner, the champion mm-hmm. of the league. Uh, but I actually don't know when the concept of March Madness began. Um, but if I'm looking it up, the first ever basketball tournament for the NCAA happened in 1939. Oh, dang. So uh, March <laughs> Madness old. is old. Yeah. Uh, this day in history, March March 27th. There we go. March 27th, 1939 is when uh, March Madness first happened. Uh, so, yeah, right now it's 64 teams <laughs> with a playing game for two of those spots. So, yeah, that's... That's the madness of March. Do you think they changed it in 2008 because of the financial crisis? The financial <laughs> like, crisis. Like, we the, can't the afford to give out these points. We need to, like, pull it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sports betting people were like, <laughs> like we need to change this up. Uh, maybe. <laughs> no, but I think that had been something that had been discussed for a long time. Mm. And then they were like, okay, we're going to do it. We're going we're gonna to move it back. And so then in 2011, the women got moved back. So the women were moved back. <laughs> now the women's three-point line was pushed back. So now they're both at 20 feet, nine inches. Um, so that's basically how three, the whole three-point mm. concept came into play. Um, actually, the NBA talking about how um, you mentioned in 2008, they like didn't want people to score. <laughs> but actually in... Uh, the NBA from 94 to 97, there actually was kind of a little bit of a, like a lull, a decrease in scoring. <laughs> so they wanted the teams to score more. So they actually shortened the distance of the three-point line uh, to 23 feet and nine inches, I believe. No, that's the current one. But they actually, they shortened it, basically. Um, that's really but, sad. But, but they moved it back. It's, it's where it is at. All the players. When did Jordan play? Is he like the 80s and 90s? Yeah, he played all throughout the 90s. Um, wow. Yeah. He had it easier for those years. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> like, that actually might have been. I'm trying to think when. Because Michael Jordan, for those of you who don't know, is um, one regarded as like the greatest uh, basketball player of all time. And so. <laughs> For one point, so he's doing really good. He wins like three, three NBA championships, and then he's like, so a lot of stuff, personal stuff happens, and he's like, I'm gonna go play baseball now. I'm gonna join <laughs> yeah. and not really play baseball. Yeah, like, so people are like, what? Like you're the greatest <laughs> player ever, and you're gonna leave basketball to play baseball? So yes, he left to play minor league baseball, and. Actually, he, he started improving a little bit. Um, yeah, he was awesome. In case you didn't know, Michael Jordan is also the guy <laughs> in Space Jam. In case that picture is now clear for you in your head. Um, but yeah, then he decided to come back to basketball. And now, then he won three more championships. <laughs> so apparently, uh, nothing was uh, wrong with him at all. Uh, he like he didn't age apparently. He just came <laughs> back and did the same thing. So props to Michael Jordan. Do you think he's the best player of all time? <laughs> it's hard for me to say. I would say maybe, probably. <laughs> just on like, who else can go win three championships, leave, and then come back and win three more? Like that's crazy to me. You're right. Yeah. What what do you, do you 
disagree with that? I have, like, I don't know. But, That's like, true, the, yeah. like, the whole arguments, like, him and LeBron. And I don't know. LeBron's gonna be in Space Jam too, so like the career arcs are just That's like, true. <laughs> the like similarities yeah. are there. Yeah. How yeah. many has LeBron won? Like, LeBron has won. I want to say two. That's it. It may be more. I feel like it's on maybe like three. Hold up. I'm like, see. In case you didn't know, this podcast is basically me researching sports history topics <laughs> because I'm a, a casual sports fan and I'm figuring out these things just to teach my fellow people who don't know about sports. So really I should call this a sports podcast from people who don't know anything about sports <laughs> trying to teach other people who don't know anything about sports. So if you are someone that knows something about sports and I've said something completely wrong, please tell me so that we can all be better uh, knowledge. Yeah, like, start one? every podcast going back and being like, this is what was wrong. Honestly, <laughs> I, I need that. I need someone to call me out. Because I already, I found, like, mistakes in this very podcast. <laughs> like, whoops, I read the wrong number there. Um, but, okay, yeah, he's won three times. In 2012, 2013, and 2016. And Michael Jordan won six? Yes. So they're not even, Let like... Let me double check that. <laughs> you know, maybe I've been saying six this whole time, but maybe I'm just wrong. Uh, no, yes. Six-time NBA champion. 91, 92, 93, and then 96, <laughs> 97, 98. Crazy. See, that is wild. Like, he is kind of the best. Like, Yeah. Um, Who can... No one can... What's the, what's the phrase? Hold a candle to that? Light a candle? Hold a candle? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm getting nods that that is the correct, yeah. the correct phrase. Uh, okay, so... There's also talk about possibly implementing... A four-point line. Whoa! Is it half-court? Talk about a gimmick. Yeah. No, there hasn't really been serious talks in the NBA, at least. Um, so they've kind of, like, discussed it, like, entertained the thought, basically. But mm. don't no one foresee this coming anytime soon, because it's probably not. Um, however, the, the Harlem Globetrotters, <laughs> which, if, those, if you don't know what the Harlem Globetrotters, your parents didn't treat you well as a kid and take you to one of the games but they're highly they're basically a show basketball team um, where they perform lots of tricks and like stunts and stuff but they have a four point like spot on the court that they use during the game where people if you like shoot a basket from the the four point spot then you get four points so Mm -hmm. they have a four point spot and then also big three what big three if you don't know what big three <laughs> yeah, is big three is basically a three-on-three basketball oh, league okay. made up of a bunch of like old retired <laughs> like yeah. semi-good uh basketball no there's some like old really good players on there but a bunch of old retired nba players playing three on three um they actually like broadcast their games on fox sports i think what? I heard. so legit <laughs> um but in big three, they have three four-point spots where literally you just have to step somewhere in the spot, like have a body part in there, and then uh, if you shoot it and make it from there, then you have four points. So that's that's where the four-point is at for now. Um, that yeah. feels like a gimmick. <laughs> like the, the <laughs> ABA. The, the old yeah. spell about the three-point. I'm like, ah, oh, that's, a, that's a gimmick. That's yeah. a real thing. <laughs> The, like, older people playing, they, like, can't play. It's like, ugh. And then they're like, oh, four points. It's like, oh, shoot, Fox, yes. <laughs> like, yes, broadcast. four points. Yeah. We'll put you on Fox. Yeah, like. <laughs> uh, all right, so the last big topic about the scoring system is there's been, so we have this free throws, we have 
two pointers, we have three pointers. What, what is the most efficient way to score? So a lot of people have said kind of nowadays that there's been a lot, there's been a slow rise or increase of three pointers being used in games. Mm -hmm. um, and they're becoming more and more effective, just I guess as players are becoming more and more skilled at them. Uh, and so there's kind of almost this, now this almost sounds like a gimmick, but there's this strategy that's kind of known as the most efficient strategy in basketball. And basically all it is is to shoot only three-pointers and layups. See, I, I thought layups were like just like the safe, like, yeah, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> so way. if you don't know what a layup is, a layup is basically where you literally, you get, it's like dunking if you're not tall enough. <laughs> but basically you just, you literally roll the, you're standing right next to the basket and you just put it in the hoop. So basically dunking for people who can't dunk. Um, but basically since a three-pointer is just so valuable in terms of how many points you get, mm -hmm. and then a layup is just valuable because of it's almost like a sure thing. Like if you miss a layup, people are like, oh my god, that's a layup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but three-pointers, obviously you're getting three points, so it's more valuable than mm -hmm. just a two-point jump shot. Because it so some teams are taking this to like extremes. Um, for example, there's one team called the Rio, the Rio Grand Valley Vipers. Uh, is this an is NBA actually, team? This is actually a a D League team. Okay. Uh, G League. I need to correct myself. It's the G League now. The which is basically the minor leagues of basketball. Okay. And so the Vipers are the affiliated organization with the major league team, the Houston Rockets. So. The RGV Vipers, Texas. <laughs> uh, so they're a minor league team, and so basically their whole strategy is to shoot as many threes as possible. And they've actually been doing pretty well. They did a story on them like four years ago, and they had like the leading win percentage and number of wins. And they've actually done really well in the playoffs. So it's not like their strategy is bad. Like they're actually a great team yeah. in their league. So there's, there's going to be a lot more three-pointers I think going into the future I know a lot now Golden State Warriors kind of the dominant team now is known for having players who are really great at hitting the three like Stephen Curry and everyone else on the team <laughs> <laughs> and so basically yeah that's that's kind of where I think the NBA is going Houston Rockets too they're known for using three-pointers a lot and which is why they basically use the Vipers as like their experience, their little uh, okay. guinea pig. They even said that in the story. They're like, yeah, basically if the Rockets want to try something, like they'll try it on us. So they're <laughs> trying the strategy. And so we've seen the Rockets more and more using three-pointers as a way to get shots. Yeah. Because so, Steph Curry or Stephen Curry, <laughs> he it's like. Spelled like for those of you, it's kind of spelled like Stephen, but it's pronounced Stephen and, or Steph. Steph Curry. Yeah, Steph. <laughs> like, Steph, Steve. <laughs> like I know he like shoots three points all the time or whatever, and he's like good at them, like mm -hmm. one of the best. I'm, yeah, like, and I was kind of like if everyone's got really good because they're professional players, and like I when I do watch basketball, like there's like free points and they miss free points. I'm like, mm -hmm. you're a professional player. <laughs> like, you're are you a professional? <laughs> yeah, like, with it. like make it. But he's like making it from like really far back, and that team does so like. If that becomes like the style, then like it's just gonna be everyone like standing really far back, like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, for, if you've ever like, 
Literally, if you've never seen Steph Curry play, you should just Google like Steph Curry highlights, and you're gonna be like, how does he do it? It's, <laughs> he's literally just flinging these shots from so far away, and they're going in. It's it's insane, honestly. So yeah, that's basic the basics of the scoring <laughs> system in basketball. Woo! All right, now now on to the fun part where we answer more questions, more of your questions. So the listener question segment. Are we ready? So Rolando, who is my father, asked, <laughs> has dunking always been allowed? So I did some research into this. And so apparently the first major dunker, dunker, person to dunk was Joe Fortenberry in the 1930s. And so he was 6'8". So for those of you who all, I didn't mention <laughs> this, but a basketball, the basket is 10 feet above the ground. So that's how high it is. So he was six foot eight inches and he was dunking on people. And apparently he impressed everyone at the Olympics so much that he was the captain of the basketball team. He impressed them so much that the international teams wanted there to be a six foot two height limit oh. for players because they're like, this is unfair. Like, he's so tall. So he was a U.S. player? Yes. Yeah. U.S. <laughs> and apparently, um, I was reading, they actually had to play outside during... Um, this was like the German Olympics. Mm. Oh, is this like 1940s or like? Yeah, like um, the Jesse there, Owens uh, Olympics yes, for like Hitler. Olympics yeah, 1946. Don't know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, we tried. Yeah. The, yeah, the 1936 Summer Olympics. Dang. So, yeah, that's that's what was happening. He's in there. They're like, oh, Germans, like Aryans, and he's like, oh, who? Oops, sorry. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they're like. Let me let me just <laughs> dunk, dunk on them. Uh, so that's that's kind of like the origin of dunking and then in the 40s and 50s uh dunking was still happening uh kind of players would see dunking as like offensive defensive players like oh they're gonna (laughs) dunk on me so apparently players used to like try to run under someone who was dunking (laughs) to like knock him out of the game so can you imagine someone like trying to dunk and then someone like runs under you and basically takes you out that'd be so good to watch so like i'd be tuning (laughs) in like i would know so much about basketball uh uh, wwe yeah (laughs) people wrestling yeah so that's that's what was happening um eventually that was made illegal (laughs) um but yeah like what you're saying like there's this pushback against uh three-pointers there's also kind of a pushback against dunking because mm-hmm. kind of what people were saying you know like it's not indicative of being a good basketball player you're just tall yeah. and you can jump high um like for example i got <laughs> this uh quote from good old fog allen how could how, it's spelled p-h-o-g fog oh, that is fog good allen um he was a coach for kansas Allen Fieldhouse, named after him, uh, where Kansas plays. Uh, he said, there is nothing sacred about 10 feet. So he wanted to raise the hoop to 12 feet Ooh. so that basically mm-hmm. dunking couldn't be allowed. So he said, there's nothing sacred about 10 feet. Like, wow. That would suck. That's like the like art artistry of basketball is when people like, like the, dunk. The, the yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the show part of it. Mm. It's the inter- like the ABA one. Yeah. The slam dunks and the three-pointers. Uh, but actually, it was banned for some time. At least in the NCAA. So in college, okay. from 1970, from 1967 to 1976, uh, dunking was banned in the NCAA. And um, they didn't ever say like an official... They were saying like, dunking is dangerous. Like, 
too many people are getting <laughs> hurt from this. But really, really, the answer was uh, a little guy named Lou Alsendorf, who played for UCLA. Uh, later on, he would go on to play for the Lakers and would change his name to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> one of the greatest name. basketball players of all time. Um, no, but back at UCLA, he was good old Lou. And so it was kind of nicknamed the Lou Alcindor rule because basically he was so dominant in like his first year of playing basketball. He was like dunking on everyone. Uh, this dude was seven feet, two inches tall. <laughs> but can you imagine? He probably just lift up his arm and like, place the ball into the hoop. He was on Dancing with the Stars, and he was, like, so much taller than the person. <laughs> like, it was, like... He, like, bend down to dance with yeah. him. Oh, it was good. I don't think he lasted long. <laughs> but, it's graceful on the court. Yeah. So much on the dance floor. Um, so, yeah, it was banned. Although, uh, some say that the banning of, like, the dunking led to his, like, development of the hook shot. So he's kind of known as having a really good hook shot where you kind of, like, flick the ball over your head. Like from far away? Yeah, from far away and close by. So um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, yeah, he was known for being really good at his hook shot. Uh, so some say like the ban on dunking kind of helped him develop that and become really good at it. And there's also a little bit of uh, possibly racial motivation into banning dunking, of course. Yeah. <laughs> like, this uh, is because America. a lot of the really good uh, people who could dunk were uh, black or African Americans, and just like in the time before that, uh, there was, have you have you seen that movie Glory Road? It's a basketball movie. I think I have. I think I like see <laughs> the cover, like the orange, this, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like this is it. I think I owned it. Yeah, it's about um, when Texas Western College, which is now, but they, they were like, they had the first all black starting five. They had just one. So there's possibly this little racial motivation for banning it, but eventually it came back in 1976, so we're all good. Uh, another fun fact about the slam dunk, though, Wilt Chamberlain, this dude was also like, massive. Uh, he was like a really good basketball player, known for scoring like 100 points in an NBA game. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, dude is insane, but apparently, uh, this is, uh, in 1956, dur during his freshman year of college, the NBA had to ban dunking of free throws because before that, they, there wasn't the rule that oh, when like, you shoot a free throw. So when you shoot a free throw, there's this line. And when you shoot it, you're not allowed to cross the line when you shoot the free throw. But that rule wasn't around um, at that time. Apparently, there was these rumors that in high school, Wilt Chamberlain was just standing there and then jumping and dunking the free throw into the basket. And so they had to put in this rule that said, uh, no, you can't do that. You have to, like, stay behind the line. No, he should totally be able to do that. That's, like, insane. Yeah. <laughs> that should be like, like there you go. See that. Yeah, but... um, so, yeah, uh, later on, the uh, NBA and the NCAA then banned the dunking of free throws. Uh, but the first slam dunk contest was, you guessed it, in the ABA. <laughs> A, uh, 1976 ABA All-Star Game during halftime they had the slam dunk contest um, now the NBA carries that on since the ABA no longer <laughs> exists rest in peace um, so yeah that is the history of the slam dunk thanks dad <laughs> uh, my dad also asked another question <laughs> this question made me laugh is basketball a US original sport or did we pick it up from the Incas the Incas? <laughs> like... No, upon first hearing this, you're probably thinking, 
what in the world are you talking about? <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you think about it a little more, have you ever seen the movie Road to El Dorado? I have, but like... There's like a scene where they're playing this game and they're like bouncing this rubber ball into this like stone um, like ring, kind, mm-hmm. of, kind of like basketball. And so, uh, it, uh, no, it's not an Incan uh, sport actually. Uh, it's a sport called, in Wikipedia, it's listed as Mesoamerican ball game. <laughs> it goes under other names. No, also, uh, poke to poke or ulama. Uh, so basically how that game works, it's like a rubber ball, and basically people just like hit it with their hips. Like, the hips are not <laughs> lying in this game. Like, if you watch, like, <laughs> I'm getting like shaking heads at that comment. Um, but people are basically like hip checking this rubber ball between each other to get it through the stone ring. Uh, that sounds so, so hard. <laughs> yeah, it looks so hard, but these people are so talented. Uh, but yeah, they're basically like hip checking it. Uh, and so it was actually the uh, er- really early Meso, the Maya were the ones who created the stone ring mm. that you hit it through. Because apparently before it was kind of just like volleyball where they were just like hitting it back and forth between each other. And then the Maya added this stone ring that they hit the ball into the little ring. And then the Aztec people and the Toltec people carried it on. Not Inca. Sorry, Dad. Um, <laughs> but actually, there is another game that basketball was influenced by. And it's, it's of course, a Canadian game. Woo! Canadian medieval children's game. Maybe it's played other places. I just read that. They played it in Canada, at least, because I've never heard of this. It sounds like a dangerous game to me, honestly, that um, James Naismith had played called uh, Duck on a Rock. Yes, <laughs> Duck on a Rock. So apparently how this game is played is there's there's a big stone. Okay, so imagine this big stone, right? Um, and then there's a smaller stone on the big stone. So the smaller stone is the duck on the rock. Okay. Does that make sense? So there's a small stone. I thought it was going to be like a real duck. <laughs> They're just like killing ducks and calling this a basketball. This is how we play on the farm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's the small stone on this big rock. And so how the game works is one player is like guarding the stone. So I'm like imagining like someone like a basketball player like guarding this. Um, so they're trying to guard the stone from other players who are like throwing their own stones at like the special stone to mm. try and knock the stone off the giant rock while the one person guards it and I'm thinking is this like stone yeah like, <laughs> it's just like, like someone's about to get, like die right. um but basically once someone can like hit the stone and knock it off with their own stone everyone like runs and tries to grab their own stone and then like the guard the guardian as I'll call it the guardian has to like tag someone and then they become the guardian so basically, that's the gist of the game. All you have to know is it's people throwing stones at another stone. Um, inspiration for basketball. And it sounds dangerous. I, I would recommend not to let people play with actual stones. That's yeah. Just me, How is that? Re- I don't know. <laughs> just like stoning people and whoever made that game is like, this is what basketball was from. Okay. It's like, this is like... it's like when you're running drills on the court, like, at least we're not stoning people. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so another question asked by Pilar, who is my sister, she asks, why are there four quarters in professional basketball but only two halves in college basketball? Brighton's like, I had the same question. Yeah. <laughs> um, so actually when, in Naismith's, I, I mentioned it before, his rules of basketball, 
uh, there was two, uh, the rule said that there's two halves, which were each 15 minutes and then one five minute halftime. So that's how basketball began. Um, currently, FIBA, the NBA, and women's college basketball, they all play quarters now. The only one, big one basically, who still plays halves is men's college. Um, and basically, there wasn't a whole lot of solid research I could find on why they changed it from halves to quarters. The only one is that it's like, uh, someone in the NBA was like, we need to make the games longer so people think like they're getting more bang for their buck. Mm -hmm. And just so that um, the games would be longer and not so short, because you know, it's like a 30-minute game with a five-minute halftime. That's pretty short. Yeah. So they just wanted to lengthen it. Um, but currently... Whether men's college would change to quarters instead of halves, it's kind of hard to tell. Um, because if they were to switch to quarters, apparently they would lose one TV timeout. So they, uh, okay. they couldn't have four TV timeouts per half. But if they did quarters, there would only be three TV timeouts per half. I don't know how that works, but that's how it, how it would go down, apparently. So obviously advertisers would not be so happy about that, as would broadcasters, because... Maybe we'll be getting a little bit more money out of that that ad spend, um, but also people are kind of a little bit more in favor of quarters because when you get fouls and you're playing in each half or quarter, if you're playing in halves, a team's fouls will add up, and so then the other team will get to shoot more free throws mm -hmm. if you're in the bonus. So for those of you who don't know what the bonus is, the number of fouls kind of varies, but once one team basically gets over a certain threshold of fouls, so say like seven, um, then they're in like the bonus, which means that for any foul, they get to shoot um, free throws. And so usually you only shoot free throws if you get fouled while shooting it, mm -hmm. so a shooting foul. Like if you're dribbling and you get fouled, like you don't get to shoot free throws because okay. you weren't shooting. But once you're in the bonus, then you can shoot free throws. <laughs> Because uh, if you get fouled while dribbling, because in the bonus you get free throws no matter what. And then it gets more complicated too because there's like the bonus and then there's the double bonus. What? <laughs> what? In the bonus, it's it's the one and one. Mm -hmm. So basically that means you can get to shoot one free throw for sure. If you make that free throw, you can shoot a second free throw. Okay. Um, but if you miss that first free throw, then that's it. You're done. In the double bonus, you get two free throws for sure. Okay. Does that make sense? So yeah, like say one team would get in the bonus if you got like seven fouls, for example. Um, Does that happen like frequently? Like they yeah. go into bonus and double yeah. bonus? Especially like... in college. Because in quarters, mm -hmm. so in halves, at the end of each half it resets and yeah. you get back to zero fouls for each team. Um, in quarters, it would reset after each quarter. Okay, yeah. So there's less of a chance of building up your fouls. So mm -hmm. that's why some people like quarters more than halves. So yeah, that's that question. <laughs> On to our next question. Does the half court line serve a purpose? Yeah, it's where they shoot the basket to win like a free card. Oh. <laughs> no. yeah. um, uh, basically, it's the mark for a backcourt violation. Okay. Um, a backcourt violation is when one player is dribbling the ball down the court and once you cross the half court line, you basically have to stay. You can't like run back to like to safety to the other side. Um, you have to stay in the other half of the court basically um, 
apparently I looked it up, and in the NBA, it's, it's it, the official language is a violation is called when the offense fails to bring the ball from the back court to the front court within eight seconds after gaining possession. Eight seconds. So that's another part of it too. So you can't just like lollygag in like the safe area. You have to actually like advance the ball towards mm. the basket. You can't just waste time. Um, but also once you cross that half court line, you can't go back into the other side while maintaining that possession. If that makes sense. So that's okay. That's like, but I feel like sometimes. I guess they just run back there really quick. But when yeah. other people get the possession and they, like, take off, there's, yeah, like, someone Yeah, once the other like, team gets the ball, they can run to the other side. That team can take the ball to the other side to the basket they're shooting on. But um, also, if a player just loses the ball and it rolls back over the half-court line and they run over and get it, then that that's okay, too. Okay, yeah. Um, I, as long as, like, an, a player of the opposite team, like, made them lose the ball, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. As long as they don't have possession of it and then they regain possession, they come yeah. back. Yeah. Let's hope that all made sense. Yeah, <laughs> the half-court line. But now it's time for the fun part. Sports trivia! Woo! <laughs> yeah. All right, so the sports trivia questions. This is basically where I have four, five, I can't even count, I have five non-sports sports trivia questions for Brighton, and he he has to come prepared. They're sports one. related, so I don't okay, think he has one question for me. I got more. I oh, got more. Yes. <laughs> yes. Multiple. Okay, okay. So I guess since you have multiple, we can like trade off. So right. I have my five questions here, and so I'll ask you the first one. Are you ready? Now, last week Mark got one question right, so you've got a. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that's pretty high. Like, these are hard questions. I'm, like, so competitive, so even if I don't know it, like, I'm going to know it. (laughs) (laughs) You ready? You ready? Okay. So, as I mentioned before, the first uh, baskets that were used in basketball, it was a peach basket. Mm -hmm. Now, what is the most popular fruit bought in America? This is (laughs) (laughs) the most popular fruit bought in America has to be bananas. Bananas? Is that your final answer? Yes. No. It's <laughs> berries. Uh, that's like so broad. That's like, <laughs> this is according to a Forbes.com article. I guess that makes sense because like berries are like individual, you know? That's is it true. some crap like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, bananas isn't even second. Second is apples. Oh, who and actually eats the, apples? Like, have I, you, I do. Okay. I actually had an apple like this week. It was like really weird that I had <laughs> an apple. is the second most popular food item in America followed by do you know what the most popular food item I don't know how they define item like item so it's uh, is it like it's a so burger hard. I don't um, close it's a sandwich okay okay sandwiches yeah. are the most popular <laughs> food item in America sandwiches and fruit that sounds really good like it sounds like we're doing good yeah fruit <laughs> apparently the second place used to be soda so it used to be sandwiches and then soda, but now it's sandwiches and fruit. But I feel like fruit is this. I wrote this down. Fruit is the soda of vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there so much sugar? I'm getting more head shakes at that. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but it made sense before. Okay. Do you want to ask your? How many questions do you have? I have five. Oh, okay. maybe. Okay, then this but they're like very straightforward questions. <laughs> so like oh, this, is like know, you are, know like, it or you don't. Down like one path and then the other. Yeah. Okay. okay this is just. Uh, who was the shortest basketball player of all time? Oh, is that a... 
The name's like, it sounds like a Looney Tunes character. I was gonna say, it's like, is it Muggsy or Bugsy? What's his name? I'm not gonna tell you because it's one of those. <laughs> you need to like commit to I know, one. my lack of best. Um, yeah, what, what's, his, what's his full name? Muggsy Bogues. He was five foot three, Muggsy and he Bugs. was the shortest player we've ever played in the NBA, so. Wow. Yeah, five foot three is like, I feel like that's pretty short for like I NBA. I was gonna like, say like, I was gonna say if he can, I can, and then I was like, no, never mind. I <laughs> I'm five five for those interested. You could play. I could. Really? I could. Yeah. I don't. Did Did he ever dunk? No, that would be crazy. Isn't the shortest? I don't know if this is true or not, but isn't the shortest guy to have ever dunked five nine? Wasn't that like the height? Dang, that would be impressive, honestly. I think that's it. I don't know. Shortest person to dunk. I feel like, yeah, in when I was in, like, history. Spud Webb. Oh, yeah, Spud Webb. He was great. Um, <laughs> oh, he's 5'7". Yeah. Okay, then... Dang! That's wild. That's, like, such a jump. Dang. That is. Like, if you look up... That's, like, his whole body. Of... No, it's not. Basically, <laughs> 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 he jumped himself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just looking at photos of himself jumping, like, look at that. That is insane. That is insane. The hops on that dude. Dang. They need to raise it. That's unfair. <laughs> Alright. On to my next question. Alright. So. The first basketball was played at YMCA. I told you this. Alright. Now, in the year 1978, the Village People released their hit song, YMCA. Now, the dance, <laughs> the dance to the song didn't exist. With the, it didn't come out with the song. It was introduced by an audience on what television program? This is insane. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is like, what is... There's uh, one multiple choice question, which I think you can get. Okay, what year was it? What year 1979, was it? 1979. When the, when the episode came out. Is it, uh, what was that show that, like, the, the Jacksons were on or whatever? I don't know what it was called. I don't know, I don't know the name of it at all. <laughs> um, it's... Uh, no, I shouldn't give you any hints. I don't think I get Mark any hints, so I'm not going to give you any hints. I literally don't know the name of it at all. Like, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Make up a name. What would it be called? I don't know. I'm just going to... Uh, just a show. I don't even know what the Ed yes. Sullivan show is, so I'm just going to say that, but I know that's, that's wrong. That's a good guess, though. Um, it's not right. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. wrong. But no, that's a, good, that's a good guess. Like That's where the Beatles made their like big premiere and a lot of other big people. Um, but no, it premiered on the 1979 episode of Dick Clark's American Bandstand. Uh, so basically where they just went around filming like New Year's Eve. <laughs> Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the Lawrence Welch show. But What's that one? It's, have you oh, seen that, that, that PBS, SNL yeah. sketch? Okay, okay. Um, I have a bonus question. Can I give a bonus question? Yes. Question yes. And, yeah. and whoever gets it like, well, wins. Well, it's related to this question. Okay, okay. Bonus question. And now, a bonus <laughs> yeah. question from co-producer Mark Malstrom. Okay, um, can you name the four outfits that the village people wore? Oh, yes, okay, one was a chief, one was like an, a, a cop, one was like a firefighter, and then there's like a, there's another one, <laughs> like, I don't oh know what God. it is. I can't get them all right. for you. Uh, is it a cowboy? Uh, okay, let's say, okay. Okay, there's like an officer, there's a chief, I'm pretty sure those are like the two. I think firefighter's one, is that like a third one, is that... I was gonna say I feel like I felt like there was more village people than just four. Okay, okay. There's a lot. Oh my god. Can you tell me if like what I say is right so I don't like because like one of them's wrong? Chief is correct. Chief is correct. 
The cop, firefighter. Cop is correct. It's a firefighter. I don't think firefighter. Ugh, no, dang. Firefighter is, is a cowboy one of them? Yeah, yeah cowboy is one. What is the... Nah. <laughs> dang it. Um, 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 um. I don't know what the last one is. I there's, just... there's two options. That I there's there's there. actually like five main ones. Yeah. Uh, the there's actually five. So you got cop... You got chief. You got cowboy. I don't know. I like just don't. <sighs> if it's not if fire- any, if you can get any other one off, I guess. But firefighter, nurse. These are like goes like ch- lawyer. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? You get one more go. Uh, I just don't know. Farmer. Like construction worker. Oh, those. Uh, that was. Those are all. Uh, Dang. Dang. Yeah, military. Construction worker was the one I was Construction worker, I should have, like, I should have gotten that one. <laughs> like, I should have. Dang. I'm impressed by like, how, like, confidently you're like, I know these. <laughs> I, like, thought I did. I thought there were four, but I guess there were six. <laughs> the, the other two, the sneaky ones. Oh, yeah, they don't know. I forgot about the bike. It takes a village. That's where that's where the that's where the gay culture like of the leather biker comes in. It's really? The they in, dang they invented they <laughs> like invented the leather. Young Men's Christian Association. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, dang. All right, you ready? You ready for your question now? It's not as good as that. These are just pretty <laughs> <laughs> boring. Like. On the opposite end of who is the shortest? <laughs> oh, who's the tallest? Yeah, who is the tallest basketball oh. player? There's two. They were the same height, so. I feel like is this uh, Manute Bowl? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he, that dude was huge. How tall is he? He was seven seven. Seven seven. Oh my. And then the other guy was. I'm just gonna assume it's George Mersan. I don't know. It's G H E O R G H E. G H. So George. 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 G H E O R G H E M U R E S A N. Okay. Mersan. Mersan. Oh my gosh, they are so tall. Is he tall? Like, could you imagine being seven seven? I just. I don't know. Where do they shop? Where do they sleep? Like, uh, what's that one? What's that one store like? Men XL or something. Big <laughs> yeah. and tall. Which sucks for people who aren't both. <laughs> oh yeah. Because then you're either wearing really baggy clothes, or I guess it's baggy either way. But... <laughs> yeah. All right. Are we ready for the next one? Look at this photo of them together. I don't actually know if this is. Wow, them. Manute Bowl. We'll, we'll put that as our Instagram photo. Oh, yeah. Manute Bowl. Manute Bowl and Muggsy Bogues. So, yeah. All right, next question. James Naismith, the creator yeah. of basketball, was a native Canadian. Let's go. I can get this. <laughs> get <laughs> you ready? Yes. Okay. Ryan Reynolds. Eh. Ryan Seacrest. Shoot. <laughs> and Ryan Gosling. Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, answer? final answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. Yeah. Ryan Seacrest. No, he's from Georgia. That's right. Might as well be Canada, am I right? Just 
Georgia peaches, peach baskets. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, and we're back. Yeah. All right, another very straightforward question. Okay, it was just who was the oldest person to ever play in the NBA? Ooh, it's a good question. Mm, I feel like I probably once you say it, I'll be like, oh, I've heard of him. <laughs> who who is it? Nat Hickey. He was Never a coach who activated himself as a player for a game two days before his forty-sixth birthday. Oh my so gosh. he's just he like, like, he like, yeah. Do, do we need players? We need one more just in case. All right. Yeah. Put, put me in. But oh. it was like early nineteen hundreds. Like he died in the seventies. Oh, okay. okay. So. Oh my. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next question. Basketball players are known for their. This is like similar to yours. Basketball players are known for their towering height. How tall was the tallest man ever? Uh, isn't he is he alive right now no okay he died at age 22 that's oh dang um can i guess the height like i'm not gonna okay i was like i can't get their name how how tall was the tallest man um nine this is like tall if this is like even close nine foot three is my guess close eight eleven okay that's that's like yeah, apparently he had um, hyperplasia of the uh, pituitary yeah. gland, so he had too much human growth hormone. So apparently he just like just kept growing like his whole life and never stopped. And he was four hundred and ninety pounds. Damn. And he was like thin, like insane. That is insane. How like eight eleven? How like how tall are these ceilings? <laughs> probably like crouching, maybe. Like, that's crazy. Dang. Okay, this is. My question is very simple, and it's one that I feel like you should get. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, okay. I haven't gotten many. Well, actually, no, I got many. Boys. Yeah. Who is the highest scoring NBA player? Of all time? Yeah. I should know. I hope this is right. I hope I'm not getting, like, fake okay, statistics. Is it, is it Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? It is, yeah. Good old Lou Alcindor with his hook shot. Yeah. <laughs> 38,387 total points. That's a lot. That, that reminds me of when I was a kid, I had this, like, world record book that I would just, like, read over and over again, so it would always be, like, the same photo of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, <laughs> like, goggles, like, doing a hook shot. Mm. It's like, oh, okay. So, yeah, random facts have just stuck in my mind. I think that was one of them, probably. He couldn't even get a 10 on Dancing with the Stars. So, oh, <laughs> so how big is he real? Yeah, 38,000. Sure, sure. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> All right, last question from me. The beginning of a basketball game commences with a jump ball in which players jump to gain possession. So they jump and try to tip it to their own players so they can have the ball. Now, speaking of jumping uh. <laughs> how tall was the world's largest skydiver? What? It was that Red Bull thing. <laughs> 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 I was like, yeah, I don't yeah, know. You're right. You're right. It was that. I don't know how high it was. They went to like the lithosphere. I'll say if you did it within like. 10,000 feet. Within 10,000, so it's like hundreds of thousands of feet. Like, <laughs> um, okay. Is it like shocking? Is it like, whoa, that's, that's high. I feel like, like anything more than four feet is like shock, a shocking jump for me. Actually, okay, Even so more than four feet. <laughs> like, it's greater uh, than four feet. I'm just going to guess like 156,000 feet, and that seems really high. 
Yeah, isn't like no way, wait, wait, cause, like isn't it just like isn't the like atmosphere just like thirty thousand feet or something? Like okay, let me step. Uh, okay, I'm gonna yeah, twenty thirty two thousand feet. Twenty thirty two thousand. Thirty two thousand feet. Thirty two thousand. Is that your final answer? Yeah. You were actually close on the first one. It was, like, it was one hundred twenty eight thousand. So you weren't within ten thousand, but it was much closer than the first one. Yeah. One hundred and twenty eight thousand feet by Felix ba- Baumgartner in twenty twelve. Apparently, he was the first skydiver to break the sound barrier while falling. Can you imagine that? <laughs> you couldn't even hear. Yeah, apparently he was in free fall for 420. <laughs> for four minutes and 20 seconds, he was in complete free fall. That's uh, scary. And uh, the whole like descent took him 20 minutes to get back to Earth. Oh, that's insane. I feel like floating up there is like, the worst part. Though. It's like a roller coaster. Just like, apparently what? there was like one part that was... Like one part of his mask, like a heat part, like heat detector or something like that, that was like malfunctioning. Um, but they fixed it on the way up, and then they're like, "Do you still want to do it?" And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> um, and it worked, thankfully. So that's how that worked. Um, and it was labeled as like the first skydive from space, but technically, space is recognized at three hundred and twenty-seven thousand feet. Okay, so, so it's not thirty thousand. <laughs> it's three hundred thousand. Yeah. So he was a. Uh, Close, but not quite, <laughs> to mm-hmm. actually being in actual defined space. So yeah, now your last question. Final question. Okay, this is kind of you'll know it or you won't. <laughs> but like, okay. actually, this is kind of a trick question, I guess. Just in oh, the well, okay. What is the highest basketball court? <laughs> it's like the, the whole question. That's the whole. Yeah. Is it the one in the the Matterhorn? No. No. What is it? It was like a trick question because like the highest court is the name of the court that's in the u.s supreme court it's like no it's like the (laughs) the highest court of the land okay yeah it's on the fifth floor at the floor above like the actual courtroom in the supreme court so it's the highest court in the land because they b-ball up there while they're deciding on like everything going on oh my god that's hilarious i thought the matter home story was funny too if you mark you want to our co-producer mark is here if you want to tell the matter I guess this was after they had already built Disneyland because Matterhorn didn't open until like 62, maybe? I don't know. Don't fact check me. Anyway, um, when they were building the Matterhorn, the city of Anaheim had uh, regulations on how tall you could build buildings and things, and since Disneyland is in Anaheim, they wanted to build the Matterhorn or had to build the Matterhorn to a certain height because of the roller coaster, but that was too tall for the city ordinances. So there was a loophole. The one exception to that rule was that a sports stadium could be taller than the, the regular building height. So in order to get around this and build the Matterhorn as tall as they wanted, they put a basketball court in the top of the Matterhorn. Yes, and we, we looked up this basketball court, and it's like the saddest <laughs> basketball court. It's like a half court. It's not, not, even. not even a half court. It's like literally, literally like a free throw line mm. painted on the ground with a Matterhorn basketball court. Uh, we don't know if it's still there though. Um, we looked up pictures. Look kind of sad. Now. Even <laughs> more. Cast member not too long ago. I could ask her. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, 
We'll get back to you on that. <laughs> we'll follow up next episode. Yes. All right. So that has been this week's episode. Woo! Yay. Yay. Thank <laughs> yeah. you so much, Brighton, for being here. Um, do you want to plug your social media or anything? Sure. It's my name. All of it. Brighton. <laughs> like, follow him at yeah. Brighton. B-R-Y-T-E-N. <laughs> Brighton. Uh, yes. He is also aspiring. Comic writer. <laughs> so you thought he or Mark were funny. Hire them. Aspiring college please, student. Please hire us. Yeah. Aspiring <laughs> college students that are going to get into college. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this has been Disqualified. You can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts now. We've been officially added to Apple Podcasts. Woo! Yeah. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, everywhere else you can find uh, your any local, I was going to say your local podcast, but wherever you get your podcasts at, you can find us, and you can find us on social media now at Disqualified Pod, that is Disqualified P-O-D, on Twitter and Instagram, and if you, if you heard anything you didn't like, or, let us I know, mean, let <laughs> us know in the comments, and shoot us a DM if I made a mistake, if any of us made a mistake or mispronounced something horribly, please let us know. We're, we're all trying to learn here. This is an educational podcast. Directed at me. I like want. <laughs> like, I think I we want need to, to learn. Yeah. All right. So thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll hopefully you'll stick around for the next one. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Avast there. This has been a pirate radio podcast. <laughs>